if you are enjoying this show of my book, Freedom to Ascend, audio version, please do me a favor. Just share it with one person who you know needs to hear this message from maybe a specific chapter or maybe every chapter. Also, if you can't do that, maybe just leave a simple review on the podcast you're listening to. Just You can just literally click the five-star rating if you enjoy it or leave a written review. Lastly, in the show notes, I will have my book, Freedom to Ascend, on Amazon. If you can leave a review there, that's how it gets to more people and spreads the message of positivity, love, and just sharing the information that you get for free. So please, if you have time, it takes literally 30 seconds, maybe to a minute. I definitely appreciate that in return. Enjoy the next chapter. Chapter 13, The Last Line Our date of death is not the date etched on our tombstone. The day we stop dreaming is the day we start dying. Mark Batterson Reflecting on life and the velocity at which it moves through our existence, we know we only have a short time before the flesh expires. While in this world, we have to raise the next generation with the knowledge and wisdom. We must live daily to educate our children, youth, younger co-workers, and everyone whose lives intersect ours, to leave them on a more successful and fortuitous path than we have lived. Our objective, therefore, should be to teach the next generation the methods in which the world operates and how to maximize the gifts that they have been given. As we conclude this journey, I hope you have learned from the stories of many individuals and the specific action steps you can use in your life. Know that you can change and make an impact on your life and others. Being a teacher, coach, parent, podcaster, and now author, these experiences have taught me that we can have an extreme amount of positive influence in others' lives. To be an agent of change takes daily discipline, intentionality, care, and love for yourself and others. You can accomplish your dreams and influence those who you will meet in your life. Where do we want to work? Who will we marry? How will we raise a family? And what is our mission in life? These questions are not only for teenagers or young adults. No matter our age or experience, we need to always be in pursuit of learning and looking for opportunities where we can grow, prioritizing our time and being intentional in choices that line up with our mission in life, whatever that may be. All of us need to surround ourselves with excellent individuals who will help us grow and hold us accountable to be the best versions of ourselves. Simply growing older doesn't always mean we are maturing, but if we want to have influence, we need to constantly be growing mentally, physically, and spiritually, and showing those around us, especially our children, students, and young adults, what it takes to be on a mission, to be a person of character in pursuit of greatness. As parents, you must show your children these concepts of hard work, communication, and love for others. We have to take this task seriously and for the right reasons. Our future and the future of the next generations depend on our guiding them to be a better generation than the one that we are living in now. 
This all takes a genuine and selfless mindset. An example of the urgency of conveying this message to youth cannot be more properly told than through the story of Michelle, a high school teacher, mother, and loving wife. Michelle and my wife, Megan, worked together in a suburban district on the west side of Cleveland. Michelle was older than my wife and took Megan under her wing when she was hired in 2005. Out of the goodness of her heart, Michelle mentored Megan and they formed a loving and lasting relationship. More than a mentor, Michelle was a sister and best friend to Megan as she listened to my wife when we began to have children and were going through difficult times at school or at home. Michelle was a great listener and gave words of wisdom to Megan and others in the school. Almost daily on the drive home from school, Michelle and Megan would talk to decompress and discuss what they needed each other's help in finding the clarity on a situation. This beautiful relationship came to an end in early January of 2020. Michelle was teaching her science class one afternoon when she collapsed to the floor. The class stopped and the kids in her class reached out for help. Megan quickly heard from another staff member that Michelle had passed out and she rushed to her room and saw her friend lying on the floor as trained individuals attempted to resuscitate her. Michelle was then rushed to the hospital where she fought for her life. A couple of days went by and her condition did not improve. She left this earth on January 11th, 2020. This beautiful, loving friend of my wife will never be able to teach lessons in the classroom again, but she has left a legacy that can teach all of us and how to live our lives. She left this earth doing what she did best, teaching with a passion while loving others. Michelle's life was filled with giving, sharing, and loving people. She was always calm and confident in herself and shared these principles with those around her daily. We who read or hear her story should look to her example as we strive to live our lives to the fullest. We must learn from Michelle's story that we are not guaranteed tomorrow and that every day we need to give our best for others. We have an obligation, a duty to support those around us and guide them to knowledge, wisdom, and hope for their future. Each day is a gift given to us so we can give to others. We are the last line of defense. The generation needs us to be our best each day to share our talents and to show them what a man or woman of character looks like daily. Who is molding the youth of our society now? Who is teaching them to work and be contributing members of society? Are they learning what it takes to build a strong family unit? Let's really think about these questions. I have concluded that I can only control what I can control. I used to listen to the mainstream media or YouTube figureheads just figuring out the content like a four-course meal for my brain. The only problem was I didn't do anything to make a difference. In my head, I thought I was making a difference by listening to what was going on or what might happen in the future. I have now turned off those channels and have been doing two specific things per day and I know I can't control. Stop listening to mainstream media and start being positive support to my community. How do we take action to support those around us? Some of the easy ways could simply be by donating your time to a school, your church, or your community. 
Most of these institutions would not turn you away if you offered to provide your experience to children or adults. To make a difference, we have to be agents of change. We can't complain or point fingers. We must take action. Trimming the fat off our lives and focusing on the substance of what matters to us will help us stay driven and have a purpose in life. Being extremely intentional about what we want to achieve, having a vision and running down non-negotiable tasks will also allow us to make progress towards our goals. But more importantly, we'll promote growth in others' lives as well. With these concepts in place in our lives and having tasks we do daily, we'll see the outcomes we want. Case in point, I made a conscious decision to write each day for 10 minutes. I wasn't perfect every day, but I was very aware that this task was part of my vision, my mission, and my opportunity to change lives by sharing the lessons illustrated in the lives of people I have met. I included many stories, not just for the sake of storytelling, but to gain knowledge from these experiences. You have gained something that helps you with your mission in life, and you then can help others around you as well. See the mission through. Finish strong with what you've started. See the mission through. You'll have to adjust along the way. You'll adapt, and you'll still win if you stay consistent in your mission. I met Connor and his family when he entered high school as a freshman. I would see him in the hallways and classes leading up to the first season as a baseball player in my program. I remember his parents being very supportive in their emails and conversations with me when they came to pick him up. Connor's love for baseball was secondary to hockey since he had family members who played professionally. Nonetheless, I knew that he liked baseball and was a great kid. In Connor's first season, he played JV as a pitcher, catcher, shortstop, and sometimes outfielder. As a sophomore, he played similar roles in the varsity squad. There was something about Connor that was special. He showed up every day, never complained, and was a quiet leader who led by example. I loved coaching him because he had the winning attitude and his work ethic. He was also smart, reflective, and aware of the situations on and off the field. When his sophomore season was coming to an end, my tenure as the head varsity coach was coming to a halt as well. This decision didn't come easy, and Connor was one specific player I didn't want to let down. I loved coaching him and wanted to see him progress, not only as a player, but as a person. After I announced my decision in May of 2019, as tears rolled from my eyes, I embraced many players and families. During my farewell speech, my wife texted me, and I knew I made the right decision in resigning. The text informed me that my son had just hit his first home run. The thought of missing my children's success and experiences outweighed my desire to coach. This was not selfish, but selfless. I was moving forward with my time and commitment to my family. Months passed, and the 2020 spring baseball season was around the corner. I was eager to help sporadically with anything the new coach needed. I did not want to step on any toes, so I didn't help with the practices when they started. I was excited about watching some games, but then COVID-19 spawned its ugly terror across the nation. The 2020 spring season was canceled. When spring rolled around again in 2021, things were almost back to normal. February 
when baseball would begin was upon us, and I always checked in with my former players to see how they were doing. I did not help them with practice, but there was always there for them to support their season and success. One day, though, I observed a person walking into school on crutches. Lo and behold, it was Connor. I immediately went to talk to him and asked him what happened. He told me he collided with another hockey player over the weekend and that he had fractured his femur and a slight tear in his meniscus. He would have to have surgery, but there was a chance for him to come back during the middle of the baseball season. I took this opportunity to be there for him, to help him be ready if there was a chance for him playing during the season. I told Connor that I would play catch with him after school and throw him ground balls. He was ecstatic that I would take the time to help him. I did it because I loved the kid. He gave me joy when I was around him. I also wanted to be there and give him a fighting chance to be game ready once he was cleared to play. We worked after school for a couple days a week. He sat on his chair and we threw a ball back and forth. Days turned into weeks and the crutches and the knee brace were removed. He regained strength and mobility and slowly worked himself back into the lineup. The joy I felt to be part of his progress cannot be described. My cup overflowed with gratitude to see him return to baseball. I had a different role now, but my mission remained the same, to help boys become men on and off the diamond. Connor returned, and on senior night, under the lights, with bases loaded, he had a walk-off hit to win the game against a formidable opponent. I wasn't there, but I heard the kids telling the story the next day and saw their glowing faces as they talked about how it felt to win the game. The next week, I was there in person to watch Connor and his fellow players win their first playoff game. I witnessed growth and maturity from so many of my former players. I also had former students and players greet me and talk at great length about their lives. These conversations, coupled with hugs and true enjoyment of being in the presence of one another, made a resounding impact on my heart. I knew that I had made a difference in their lives because they told me. These players and other former students had written me letters, given me cards to show their appreciation of my determination to see them succeed in life. Being there for others. On January 21st, 2022, I got a text from Scott, a new friend in my 40 Days of Deliverance program. His text said, I need a prayer for my brother Andy. It's bad and I'm scared. I replied that I would be praying and then 20 minutes later he texted again. I love you, John. Unfortunately, my brother passed away. I was at a standstill when I read those words. I didn't know many details of the situation, but I did know that his brother was not that old. I couldn't imagine losing my brother, especially one of his best friends and someone he loved dearly. After praying and contacting Chas, a friend who was close to Scott, all we could do was support him. I continued to pour out my thoughts, prayers, and communication to support Scott the only way I knew how, by loving him. Love is the only way to show the heart of Christ and the essence of who God is. Everyone in the 40 Days of Deliverance group reached out to Scott by phone, texting, gifts, and other ways. In just 20 days of the program, we had formed a true sense of fellowship with one another. There's no better way to explain the true source of fellowship than these words from 1 John 1, 1 through 1-7. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, 
which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked at in our hands and have touched. This we proclaim concerning the word of life. The life appeared. We have seen it and testify from it and to it. And we proclaim to you the eternal life, which was with the Father and has appeared to us. We proclaim to you that we have seen and heard, so that you also may have fellowship with us. And our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. We write this to make our joy complete. This is the message we have heard from him and declared to you. God is light. In him there is no darkness at all. If we claim to have fellowship with him and yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not live out the truth. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. To understand how to truly have a meaningful relationship with others, we need to connect daily with the holiness of God, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. When we learn that from the Trinity, we can imitate their ways and show how to love, be a comforter, and be a light to others. Taking action to love others and support them in their mission is a mission for all of us. Scott's brother Andy had wanted to join the group in the summer session. The love of Christ flowing through the fellowship of the 40 Days group impacted Scott so powerfully that he wanted his brother to feel the same sense of fellowship and love, which he had never really experienced before. Scott buried his brother Andy in the 40 Days t-shirt that he received the week before his brother's passing. He didn't want his brother to miss out in the love that he has felt. Our mission in life is to impact people with such conviction of love that they couldn't imagine being separated from it. That is how God loves you. His love is unconditional, without strings attached, a pure love that can only be felt when you completely surrender your will to His will and trust in His plans for you. Planting Seeds for the Harvest My mission is to serve the Lord and imitate His ways while exhausting all of my gifts for his kingdom. In this mission, I plan on being a light bearer and give people hope for their futures. To do that, I have to plant daily seeds of life by my words, actions, and interactions. The stories in this book remind us that our actions impact people every day, for the better or the worse. With our words and actions, we can build people up to be their best or Tear them down with discouragement and negativity. We have a choice. Bringing change to our country and our world starts with us being role models, teachers, coaches, and parents. We can't give up on others or pass the buck to someone else. It is our responsibility to make the change. We are the last line of defense. We have the gifts and talents to help those around us. There's no other way around it. We have the opportunity each day to help others be better. We can't make excuses anymore that this is the way this generation is or they just don't get it. We have to sharpen their awareness of potential so they know that they can be great individuals and contributors to society. 
also as people who will make an impact in our world. All of us need to do our part, our duty, to teach our kids, our students, and our young coworkers how to be responsible and caring. We need to show them what hard work is and how they can achieve greatness with a positive mindset and continuous pursuit of their craft. A perfect quote to summarize this is from Mark Batterson. Help people maximize their God-given potential. Potential is God's gift to us. What we do with the gift back to God, helping people maximize their God-given potential is why God put us on this planet. That is what gets me up early and keeps me up late. Nothing is more exhilarating to me than seeing people grow into their God-given giftedness. If you feel as though you don't have a skill set or personality to help someone else, simply learn from others who are successful. Read their books, watch their interviews on YouTube, or follow them on social media. Turn off the negativity and start making a difference in someone's life. I promise you that once you make this change, you will not ever go back. And there will be a profound impact for your home, your work, and your community. Be an active agent of change by continually growing as a person. By doing so, you will be able to influence others along the way and create a loving fellowship with many people in your community and possibly the world. Make these changes today. Offer people your gifts and live a life full of love and support for others. Be the person everyone deserves in their lives. Start your business, write your book, and passionately pursue a job that you love. Why you pursue your passions, influence others positively, share your gifts, continually grow in wisdom, and never forget that you are and will always be loved by God. This world needs you to maximize your talents, show others how to be a person of action, and show genuine love for everyone. You have what it takes. Just trust in the Lord and he will deliver you. Action steps. Don't ever judge a book by its cover. Tell the truth to our young adults, but teach them how to be successful with the gifts that they have. Be a Michelle to everyone in your life. Be an agent of change by action for your family, community, and country. Teach people to live life with a full commitment and love for them. Share your gifts with others. Be a beacon of hope and light to others and live a legacy of service. If you listen to all 13 of the chapters in Freedom to Ascend, I really appreciate your time um, for your dedication and consistency to listen to the stories and the time that I put in to make this compilation of events um, from my life and others to help you. I just want to be an active agent of change for you. And what that does is allows you to think at a higher level and to produce great fruits from where you stand. See, 
what the devil has always done is he plants seeds of lack of belief. But you were created in the image of God. Do you know how powerful that is? And if that is true, which it is, it is true, then what can't you do? You can do anything. Anything you put your mind to. It just takes action and discipline. So have a vision. Start now. Don't wait till tomorrow. For tomorrow is not guaranteed. Be a blessing to others. And remember, when you help others, you always feel better at the end. And by doing that, you're teaching others by your actions a simple gift of love and respect for other people as well. So continue to be a light bearer to the world because all of us know there's so much evil. And for this world to turn around, you have to take action to be the man or woman that God envisioned you to be. Acknowledgements. This book would not have been possible if it weren't for my family. I have the most profound respect for my parents, Tom and Susan, grandparents, my wife, Megan, my brothers, Todd and James, my sister, Rachel, and children, Juliana, Benjamin, Calvin, and Elijah. Solid families like the one I grew up in that my wife also did and created an environment of hope, love, peace, and joy. Learning these daily behaviors as I grew up, along with being taught how to respect and love my neighbor, developed my character. The foundation was laid for me, and I am blessed to have had the opportunity now, in this book, to use my God-given talents to tell stories and offer lessons that will impact many lives. Individuals besides my family who have helped me are Gail Mahalski, my former supervisor, Larry Logan, my middle school history teacher, Bob Ritley, my high school football coach, Mike Ryan, my high school baseball coach, Jeff Hartman, my high school baseball coach, Bonnie Kavasik, a co-worker, Lisa Shields, my supervisor, and so many others. I also want to thank all of my coaches, teachers, priests, mentors, and groups of people whom I've started a strong relationship with over the years, both in the past and the present. Each person has helped to mold me into the person I have become. These influential people have allowed me to grow as an individual. And without this circle of motivating, humble, and loving people, this book may have never got into your hands. Dominic Iannero helped with the first phase of editing this manuscript. Elaine Starner spent countless hours swifting through the editing and making this book the finished product it is today. She truly is an expert in her craft. Along this journey, we forge a great relationship that will never be forgotten. Dominic Damaski, my publisher, challenged me to push my boundaries and think outside the box. His support and resourcefulness have helped me to keep motivating others through multiple platforms and experiences. I also want to thank Chris Fabish for his hard work and skills for the creation of the cover of this book. Chris is an amazing man with so much talent. Lastly, but most importantly, the beloved Trinity, God the Father, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. Without the blessings given to me by the triune God, none of this would have been possible.